Hey, everybody. Thank you for uh, downloading. This is We have kind of a special edition. This is Pete Wright, and we, we managed to wrangle uh, Dane Christensen, Megan Strand, uh, a late night uh, for a late night emergency recording session. Uh, got, got me out of bed. <laughs> I did, right? It's really late for you. And, I mean, isn't, isn't bedtime in Utah around 830? I've had, yeah, I've had my jammies on for a couple hours now. <laughs> Uh, well, they, wh- yeah, they, they shut the city down at they, nine. You're right. They, they do. I mean, that's right. You can't. No more table taps. No more. I mean, there's just a lot of things you can't do. I. Uh, why are we? Uh, why have we joined here, uh, Dane? Oh, we're just excited uh, to uh, to pull the listeners into our uh, on the ground account from South by Southwest by Uncle Weed, uh, Dave Olson, and his friend uh, John Bueller. Um, fabulous uh, um, bit of. Uh, I guess a review of uh, the happenings down there, and and uh, get a kind of a firsthand account of um, all kinds of fabulous, funny, entertaining things uh, on a bus ride to a to some social media convention. But it's tons of fun to listen to, highly entertaining, and really, really informational. So well, it's, great it's, stuff. Yeah, you know, I haven't listened to. Uh, I got to be honest, I haven't yet listened to the whole thing. Uh, but it's uh, one of the things I find so fascinating is that uh, well, a he's recording the whole thing on a party bus. Uh, Technicolor, yes. Technicolor party bus. That's going to be awesome. I know he's fantastic, and uh, and uh, so I, it's it's fascinating when he gets he starts getting into a lot of the products. Uh, you, you know, the the clip's about fifteen minutes, but he talks about the some of the uh, some of the tools, the social tools that are coming up and and uh, are getting a lot of play and at South by Southwest, and and I think he's uh, he's really reflecting on a lot of the things that the three of us have already talked about with our guests so far. And I'll, and I'll give a quick warning, just want to make sure the listeners uh, apologize, I guess. Uh, one of the difficulties you'll find is this is uh, actually in Canadian. And so um, you, can't, you, you can't do subtitles on a podcast. So, um, no, that, no, so just right. stay with it. If you listen closely, you, you know, uh, most people have at least some understanding of the Canadian language. Uh, but, but, so. but if you are on any sort of accessibility device, any sort of speech-to-text translation is going to be uh, is going to be absolutely impossible to. You know, uh, YouTube's guarantee. apparently is highly accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if anyone's tested that one out, but YouTube now has that, and I, I've heard they are just spot on with with really no mistakes. <laughs> So definitely well, ready to jump out of beta on that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Move that logo. I uh, uh, so we uh, we this is sort of in lieu of a show that we're not having next week, right? I it, th- when we we recorded another show that went live today, and and uh, I said we'll see you next week, and you know what? We won't. And why won't we, Dane? Because it's a podcast, and you Be- don't see. No, because you're a, oh. because you're a tool. <laughs> I'll, I yeah, I just checked out uh, the weather forecast for Puerto Vallarta, and it will be somewhere in the range of eighty-four to eighty-seven degrees with no clouds for the next ten days. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That sucks for you. I'm sorry. Right. So it's I'll a, get I'll get through that. It, it's going to be a balmy. I'm not podcasting with you people. Weather. That's great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's great. I, I'd be happy actually to gloat. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't want to plan around the cruise ship schedule. So <laughs> no, you don't want to. Maybe you don't want to have to work that out. With you know, I'll give you 15 minutes uh, on the party bus. Oh, if you can spare it. <laughs> I'll talk social media with some octogenarian <laughs> who's you know, it's, it's his 20th cruise in three uh, weeks. Dane, Dane, I fully expect you to do this. And if it's not taking place in the buffet line, then I don't feel like I'm getting my money's worth. 
<laughs> I'm going to do my very, very do best. Do your very best. Uh, uh, Megan, do you have anything to add for the uh, for this week of anonymity or this week of silence? I'm going dark. I got nothing. <laughs> well, it's late. Well, it's late. It's exactly. It's after your bedtime. So uh, on behalf of uh, all of us, right, here we're going to toss to our new, uh, our brand new friend and hopefully frequent guest and contributor, uh, Dave Uncle Weed Olson and his bud, John Bulis. For one night only, instead of uh, can we sign off instead of as the naked marketers, the the jammy marketers <laughs> for the late night <laughs> podcast. The jam- uh, all right, for you. Dave. We are uh, one night only. The jammy marketers. Only. We are the jammy marketers. Take it away, Dave Olson. Sometimes the journey is more than half the fun, and when you hop on a crazy painted school bus, well, that's almost guaranteed. It's Dave Olson here along with John Beeler on a special report. We're the special attaches for the Naked Marketers, although I can assure you we are fully clothed at the current time. And we're down here in Austin, Texas, and, you know, as South by Southwest Interactive winds down. We're still hanging, and we're hanging on the bus. How's it going, John? It's going great, Dave. Body's a little sore, a little tired, but a little water and some um, more Molson. We're all good. <laughs> Is it like a little taste of Canada? We got the BTO and the Molson on a school bus, so uh, so we're pretty set. Now, for those of you who don't know about South by Southwest, it's this multi-purpose conference that kind of takes over this town of Austin, in a way, and it started as a film and music conference, sort of showcase for the labels and such, but really evolved more into this massive interactive media and convergence of media and how all these media forms interact with each other. The interactive happens first, but today is what is kind of the switcheroo day as the geeks start to leave and the crowd starts to get a little bit different, eh? Absolutely. You can tell uh, you see all the the geeks with their laptop bags and then you see all the the musicians with their skinny jeans and their uh, black t-shirts and uh, I mean it's a little bit wet today but uh, you know even in a hot sunny day it'll be black everything yeah totally and it's the the change in the guard the khakis and the geeky company logo t-shirts and 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 executives you can't tell whether uh, an up-and-comer or a millionaire proudly displaying their little bag of souvenirs stand in line to get plastic tchotchkes and being thrilled when someone gives out a free software or crowds of people at like the dignation party when the, the guy comes out and he's like all right instead of pumping up the crowd with some music some humor some jokes he's like who's ready to see some new features Woo! little 10 o'clock at night having a beer watching some screenshots it's a little bit of a surreal experience but john you've been here five years now and this year you were even a panelist but i think there's a lot of different ways to experience south by southwest tell me a little bit about how this year has been different for you than last year or the last four years for that matter well the, the first year i came down i went to every panel slot you could possibly go to i came down with my boss too so there's an expectation that i'm going to actually you know have a little fun, but also learn something to take back to the office. But this year, because I was a panelist, I was sort of a little anxious about my panel. And, you know, fortunately for me, it was on the first day. So I was able to relax once it was over. But um, one thing I didn't do this year, like I normally do, is go to many panels. I went to one panel other than my own. 
And that's only because I was sort of waiting for some people and I wandered into a ballroom and it turned out to be Gary Vaynerchuk's discussion, which was fantastic. Yeah, and it got great, great reviews and great buzz. And, and really what these people are, they're doing these panels. It's, you know, people that you may not have heard of that are doing some incredible research mixed with these people that are kind of high up on the social media pecking order. So it's a little bit hit or miss sometimes because sometimes people, just because they're running an awesome company or had an awesome idea, doesn't necessarily mean they're a great public speaker or capable of giving a great presentation of any kind, eh? Absolutely. Quite often, you know, the biggest brains have the, the, the poorest uh, presentation skills. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and, and, but what's been interesting, though, over the years is seeing some of these people evolve where you can tell, you know, the first time I saw them, they were definitely new to public speaking. And as their star started to rise and they got more practice, they got some pretty polished presentations now. They draw a huge crowd because of that. Um, it, you know, it's a great place to sort of be with your peers, meet a whole bunch of new people, and, uh, you know, spend time. And, and that for, the, for me this year, the big thing was the networking side of things. Doing the hallway stuff, going out for beers or brunch or whatever with people that aren't in the panels, you know, because, uh, I mean, it's a different different experience completely. Yeah, no matter where you go, at whatever bar stool you sit down in, on what any uh, any uh, hot tub that you get into, any party that you stand in line at, you get talking to people around you and you're really considering everyone works in or this insular industry sort of that hangs out between tech and communications uh, you meet all uh, quite a diverse mix of people, both uh, from where they've come from, economically what they are, and what kind of field of research that they're doing. But I don't think you get that unless you start scratching the surface, because from the outside, it looks like a pretty, um, well, a pretty narrow demographic for the most part. Absolutely, but but definitely, you know, last night I I was getting a little worn out, so I went for a little uh, little whirlpool in the hotel uh, spa and end up sitting beside some guy that has a company that has a product that I'm actually interested in. And, you know, we're both in our bathing suits and uh, our beer guts hanging out, changing cards uh, after after we got out. But, you know, that's how it works. Naked marketing Naked indeed. Marketing. Exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's totally how it works. And, and this year the big buzz kind of uh, subject has been uh, locative gaming slash check-in slash let people know where you are slash updating whatever with a few companies you know notably Foursquare and Gowalla all the worlds in there in the mix and trying their best and they really have done a lot of neat things but sad, sad that they probably won't be the winner but uh Every year, there's kind of something that goes away with it. Would you say that's it this for, this year? Or is there something else I'm missing? Hey, look who it is! It's Ben. Come on in, Benjamin. Grab a beer. <laughs> Impromptu hosting. I'm inviting people onto this bus and offering them beers. Well, that's the way we do it. So, what do you think about all this locative kind of stuff? And you've been playing with the Foursquare and the Gowalla, and and what have you been finding the experience? How you, that's enhanced your experience? You know, uh, I used Twitter the last couple of years to really sort of do the same kind of things. Um, certainly, Foursquare's made it much easier uh, to find out what's going on, where all the people are at. Um, and this year, kind of by accident, I've chosen to not go where all the main people are and sort of go off off the sidetrack. You know, you and I went off for a little beer after a couple of big parties, but we wanted just something a little bit more quieter just a little bit off the beaten path and uh, you know to me that was the much more fun thing I mean it's great to go and be at a big party like the Mashable 
blast or whatever the hell they called it, um, where there's tons of people, and but you know you can't really talk, you can't really you know socialize at all in, in those kind of places. So it's nice to just kick back and sort of soak up some of the uh, the local Austin flavor that you don't always get to see when you go to some of these big corporate parties. Yeah, totally. And and again, for people who haven't come, it's it's kind of hard to describe. But these companies will just go all out to rent out a whole rock and roll club. Usually bring in DJs. Very little live music during interactive, which I would change if it were up to me when I do a party. Just you wait. Uh, but they just flood the people in, cram the people in. You have about four hours to enjoy their uh, variety of, of free drinks and uh, food and all this. And it's kind of weird because it's just, it's all about the networking and learn about the company, but. It's actually impossible to do that, although like last night we were at the Microsoft one, they were giving us copies of, of Windows. We go in there, we're sitting the other day at the day stage room, and all of a sudden Adobe sets up a happy hour bar right next to us, and it's like we don't even have to go for the beers, the beers come to us. Yeah. And it got even reached a new level, and this really goes to my goal this year for the way I was trying to do my South By this year, where I've had years where last year I went to a lot of panels, and I actually spoke last year as well. Uh, and then the year before, I was in a trade show booth a lot. This year, it was go out and talk about my new company that I work for, but also go and expand my range and get to know Austin a little bit more. But we even made it across the county line the other day, in the, something that really explains some pretty good marketing promotion, also the, the scope of this. So we stood in, uh, we, we rendezvoused for a MapQuest bus. My first thing was like, oh, MapQuest, how, how are they doing? And they're trying to change, you know, spark their story again. You know, Google Maps is, I, I would think, is taking a lot of their market share. Yelp is taking a lot of that kind of contextual piece of it. They haven't really been in the conversation, but in an attempt to get back in the conversation, which I'm assuming is the intent, they loaded up uh, three big charter buses, and we stood in line for a couple minutes, then they load up on the bus, and the only reason the line was moving slow is because as we get on the bus, they would give us a beer, open the beer, thank us for coming, put us on the bus, say, we got more beer on the bus, help yourself, just raise your hand and we'll bring you a beer and then we got out to Salt Lake which is this kind of legendary Texas barbecue Driftwood, Texas in Driftwood, Texas that's about half an hour out of town someone's asking me how far I said man that might have been 15 minutes or an hour and a half I didn't really care less but we were able to see something outside of town and see how like the regular folks live here in Texas which I'll save for another conversation but we not only were did we go to this finest barbecue place they provided all our beer paid for our meal and we were in the VIP house or the VIP thing, the VIP tent, or tent building, barn, whatever cabana, yeah. um, all in, a, in, a, in a, an effort to get people to talk about them again. Because all the people here, they all have this fear of influence that they built. Everyone's built up their own little Death Star one way or another by getting their marketing network built out. And that's what everyone's constantly trying to do. And sometimes it's a little bit weird because as you meet someone, right away they're sizing you up by the company and the number of Twitter followers you have. Yeah. So... I always tease people saying, I'm just, you know, I'm not even a five-digit follower. I'm not even in your in your league. But also, at the same time, I'm working for a real neat company this year. And, and uh, without uh, revealing, uh, without sounding too goofball about it, you know, uh, it's a company that's growing really fast. We're having a lot of fun with it. And it's, it's Hootsuite. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a social media dashboard tool. It allows you to manage multiple Twitter accounts, plus Facebook, LinkedIn, even MySpace and Foursquare, um, all in one platform, WordPress.com, and update messages, have editors and admins and all that kind of stuff. But the, the thing that I've heard from people coming down here is analytics. It's all about analytics. It's only what you can me- measure because people know that their livelihood is tied to uh, qualitative quantitative results 
They need to see metrics. They need to turn in a report at the end of the week. They need to let their boss know that. And they want to just know for their own professional integrity about what's working. Do we see a pop of traffic when we do something like that? What do people click through? What time of day? Which is really important. And I went to a panel today that kind of mixed the interactive and the music. And it was uh, Music 2010 talking about where the music industry is today. And it was all talking about... Basically, social media analytics is what drives the decisions. Yeah. And in now, in some ways, it's harder to get that information than it was in the old radio days. Because the old radio days, there'd be the sound scan or whatever, charts about everything. Now, all these internet radio platforms, internet streaming, media, whatever platforms, are all very proprietary with their data about what's being played and that kind of stuff. So it's like, if we're supposed to be espousing openness, why are we stuck with these and falling into these same old traps? Well, it comes down to money and economics but it's been really interesting for me as as a community wrangler for a Hootsuite to go out and meet our users um, and really sit down and have conversations we didn't do a party a booth anything but I feel that even though in the past I've done a booth I've done parties this might have been the most effective because it's been hundreds of one-on-one sincere actual conversation interactions uh, and not just exchanging cards, exchanging a little something of meaning, exchanging some value, which when it comes down to any social media campaign, and you can take this to the bank, it's all about content and sincerity. Is your content interesting? Is the thing that you're producing to talk about your content interesting? Is the content reflecting your brand and your culture? Is absolutely critically important. If you don't have that piece down, yeah. just give up right now. Well, an interesting point that Gary made during his, during his keynote was the fact that you can't scale authenticity. You know, you have to do it one-on-one. You mean San Francisco and New York? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, he's very much against having uh, a service or an agency doing all your Twittering for you because it's not authentic. Those people don't understand your brand. They don't understand your product and services like you or somebody in your company does. And so you know, that's the only way to make it work is to not try to outsource all that stuff. you got to keep it real. got to keep it on, you know, the, the, the one-to-one conversations like you've been doing. I, I've witnessed a lot of them. And, you know, definitely... You know, that one or two minutes or three minutes or however long it's been that you had that conversation, that's much more memorable than a little piece of plastic piece of shit that you're going to throw away that, you know, has something on it. That conversation, you'll remember. You'll remember the face that you talked to. you remember the, you know, the, the story that you told or that you heard. And uh, that's much more meaningful, even in an intangible way. Yeah, and really for me, I think of this as I'm not selling a product or service. I'm promoting a culture. And our users who are used to Suite, and I was telling this anecdote a few times because I actually published a press release from the bar the first night that we arrived, and I'd been working on it in the airports on the flights down here, and by the time I got back up in the morning, there was not just the news media reporting about it, but fans and youth, well, users, enthusiasts um, had examined what we had done, they made videos about it, they've written their thoughts about it, and they've examined that, so really my job is to curate that culture because they are the culture you know sure we make the product and we have the keys to the car but just like this bus driver is driving the bus it's also the back that's really making this bus something more than a bunch of tin and rubber yeah absolutely so now we're under our first rainy day and one of the fun things is coming down here just to give people a little flavor of the town one of the favorite things about coming down here is sunny days good barbecue and free beer today we got a rainy day but we're on a kind of a cool adventure going out at social media clubhouse social which media clubhouse. social media clubhouse <laughs> and uh social media clubhouse have rented this huge texas mansion uh, about 15 minutes out of town and uh it's right on the lakefront and there's a boat out there and it's uh, so we're getting a little bit of texas history as well as engaging with our peers there's a little uh show set up out there where 
people are filming, uh, you know, basically a talk show. There's been musicians coming in and playing. People are blogging and twittering and, and uh, chronicling all this photography. Uh, and, and, you know, something I've been really espousing this year is kind of what they're doing, which is sharing skills and curating and amplifying information. So uh, it's kind of a, a neat way to do it. And when you have a bus ride with beer on board, it makes it even funner. So before we split, to those of you who are out there on the Naked uh, Marketers, it's important to remember that John Beeler is at John Beeler, B-I-E-H-L-E-R. And yes. no, it's not, and it's not Beeler, just in case you're mistaken. And while he's an e-business analyst by day, really where he's, uh, his strong charts are is uh, experimenting with new forms of photography, collecting gadgets and remixing these gadgets and deconstructing them and wondering what they're all about and going out there and actually practicing this trade of taking the camera out, creating media and sharing it with the people. As for me, my name is Dave Olson. You can get me at Dave Hoots on, on Twitter and that uh, gives you direct access and I can point you to all the right channels to learn more about Hootsuite. If you're a Hootsuite user and you have feedback, I'm happy to point you to those channels. Of course, what you have to say is tremendously important. Uh, by, by night, I'm a renegade documentary story maker, but I'll leave that up to your own devices. But from Texas, I'm Dave, and he's John. Thanks for coming along the bus, you naked marketers. Take care, y'all. Keep your pants off.